Hi, this is Culture Cabaret, and uh, we're V2, so Veronica and Vanessa, and this is our first Film Friday. Yes, and today we will be reviewing the movie ATM, which yep. Vanessa paid $3.99 on YouTube for us to watch last night. Was it worth it? Maybe. You'll see. I don't know. Um, so first of all, if you are watching ATM on like an <laughs> iPad and you are trying to use like AirPod sharing, it is so hard to do on the YouTube app. An absolute nightmare. It took longer than it should have, and... It would, like, disconnect one pair when the other one connected. Mm -hmm. YouTube, come on. Come on, man. I'm ready trusting you with my music now that Spotify took off most of it, so please, come through, please. But, yeah, this is ATM. Um, basically, it's ATM featuring Josh Peck. <laughs> yep. When we were uh, trying to fix the audio issues, Vanessa skipped, like, a few <laughs> minutes into the movie, and she was like, whoa, is that Josh Peck? And we were both like, spoilers. God, I spoiled it. I ruined it. Um, oh, and of course, uh, this is a given. We're going to be talking about this movie in depth, so there will be spoilers. Yeah, and we, we're talking about it in depth because, obviously, this isn't recorded on video. So yeah, so we, we have to explain what yeah. we're talking about. And eventually, maybe we'll do that. But for now in-depth details about this movie that I wrote really badly. <laughs> okay, so it opens up with some, like, architectural, like, plans that, like, pan across the screen, and it lasted way too long, mm -hmm. considering there was no music and no dialogue yet. It took, like, about two minutes into the intro for there to even slightly be, like, a little bit of background music and for anything to even, like, start happening. And when something did start, it's... I'm probably assuming new york some busy place i don't know yeah but it's just the streets and there are a ton of people walking and of course the all all the people walking around minding their own business the most basic white man comes out and, and he shocker. looks so sad yeah what are the eyebrows like, he looks sad the whole time yeah it doesn't change at all um but yeah the most basic white man is the main character who looks very upset the whole entire time uh, oh and like as he's walking he like then walks into like a financial building and there's like christmas music playing mm -hmm. in the background so you know it's around christmas and it like cuts between him walking and scenes of like the police investigating what looks like a murder and he works in a business with cubicles it's supposed to be like a very mundane looking thing he's yeah. miserable but he has his buddy josh peck which it, yeah <laughs> in my notes i wrote a wild josh peck appears oh my god well we will his character's name is Corey, but we will be calling him josh just it's so true you know. it, we're just gonna call him josh yeah, just, um, and of course he's the comedic relief mm -hmm. character i feel like with some actors if you play one role it kind of becomes who you are i feel like he's yeah i feel like people just keep typecasting mm -hmm. actors after they do like mm -hmm. one thing that's recognizable it wasn't david i wish it was drake i've been sick right okay so oh yeah and then in the beginning of the movie the main character like messed something up and was being like screamed out over the phone and he's like i know it's christmas and then gets hung up on and we don't know anything else about that yet. yeah just... and the most basic dialogue ever mm -hmm. follows where david the main character is like i should have taken today off and then josh peck is like it's your last chance today's yeah. her last day and then, of course, then they're like, oh, my God, there's this girl that he's had a crush on this whole time and hasn't talked to, and it's her last day, so he has to say something to her today. And she is equally as Caucasian and blonde, but she's really smart because she's wearing glasses. <laughs> and, I mean, she's yeah. her name's Emily. And she's leaving the job because mm -hmm. it's dead end, and she wants to advance in life. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the main character is super awkward around women and gets roasted by his friend for it. He's like, ooh, woo, I can't talk to her, sad face. He was so upset about it. it it's not that difficult, my guy. And right. also, actually, I mean, I wouldn't talk to people voluntarily, but you know what I mean? I don't know. Do something? Don't right. cry about it? Yeah, like, just <laughs> get over it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so there's supposedly a Christmas party over the weekend, and David's like, I don't want to go. I'm sad and just want to be alone over the weekend. And, yeah. and Josh is like, we have to go. And then, of course, you know, Emily's there. Exactly. Oh, yeah, he goes. <laughs> oh, and one of the most iconic quotes from the movie happened where, I don't know, they were talking about streamers or something, and Josh goes, streamers and bitches, that's what it's all about. That's what life's about. And he also smokes pot, so he's, like, the cool guy, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, they, and he said he, no, I don't read when someone asked oh, yeah. read something. They just had to, all of those things 
could not be a big deal, but they had to make it such a big deal for him because he had to be the comedic relief. Yep. Well, he's like that douchebag character that's mm-hmm. like mean to everyone and has no redeeming qualities except being the comedic relief. Exactly. And for some reason, he's like the only character that's not like terrible. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe if we're just biased. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's at a Christmas party and it it like pans over to a group of a ton of businessmen, I guess. They're all yeah. being stupid and talking about women and ridiculous and things. And then they're roasting this one guy that's yeah. there named Jerry. Oh, and Jerry. Josh keeps just, like, being mean to Jerry the whole time. He was obliterating this guy, and we at one point we were like, what did he do? We don't, right? we, we don't get to find out for the no, record. No, you never find out. Like, this is never relevant again. Like, they just roast this guy for no reason. Poor Jerry. Maybe they wanted... Maybe they wanted us to think he was more important than he yeah. was, if you well, know what I mean. Because, like, later in the movie, I feel like they kind of, like, set it up where, mm-hmm. like, they're like, oh, maybe these people from the beginning are more important, but they never come back. Oh, and of course, at the party, David sees Emily and is like, oh, let me awkwardly go up to her. Um, oh, my God. This and he, like, so oh, it was so cringy. It was really, the whole thing was really awkward. I wrote a note here that says David was looked like he was on the verge of tears. He was. Well, it was really embarrassing because he went to go to the go get a drink or something at the at the table and of course he bumps into emily and the drink spills on him and he's like oh no my pants like that's crazy what am i gonna do and then it's really awkward conversation of the two of them well he offers her a drink and she's like no i'm actually gonna leave and he's like oh well what about lunch and she was like no and then he offers her a ride home and she accepts that finally after he after he runs out with a beanie and he's oh yeah that was like way later sorry I forgot that they, like, awkwardly, like, said goodbye, and then he, like, ran out after her. And she was trying to hail a taxi, and naturally, no taxi wanted to stop for her. Yep. They don't want business. No, they they hate her. Oh, and then he runs out with this beanie in his hand. He's like, oh, you forgot your hat, after they've already shown that she's very obviously already wearing a hat. Like, it's a dark blue hat, and she's blonde. Like, it's very clear she's already (laughs) wearing a hat. But he still walks all the way up to her and is like, you forgot your hat, until she turns around. He's like, oh, you're already wearing a hat. Dude, you could see it from the back. It just, it made no sense. But once, once she said, okay, I'll take a ride from you, he said, I'll be right back. And he goes to go tell Corey that he's leaving, I think. And then Corey's like, great, let's go. Yeah, Corey's like, okay, let's go. Because you're my ride. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I wrote that he insisted on coming with David because he didn't have cash for a cab. And then David was pissed, which I thought that it was kind of stupid that David was pissed off that Josh or Corey still Mm -hmm. expected to go with him. Josh was like, oh, you were my ride. Mm -hmm. Exactly. If you brought your friend to a party and then you're like, oh, let me go give this girl a ride home and just leave my friend there with no, like, money for a cab or anything, like, what what do you expect him to do? Like, you're his ride. He was just the worst kind of character and he proves, I feel like, throughout the whole movie that he's really not that good of, that great of a friend. He's the comedic relief, but I also feel like he's a good friend. Yeah, because, like, even though he's, like, a douchebag, he's still like a good friend and like honestly i feel like if you were your friend's ride you kind of owe your friend a ride home more than some like random coworker girl you've only talked to once in their conversation when they you know find well i i use the word conversation lightly they started talking about balance sheets and therefore they bonded over balance sheets this is the most awkward flirting that i have ever seen like neither david nor emily like can talk and they're both like super nervous about talking for some reason and it's like, can you just be two normal people for, like, five seconds? No one's this nervous to talk to another human being. If you already work in, like, a job where you're around people, like, you don't know how to talk to your coworkers. When we first saw Emily, we were hoping maybe the conversation, it was, maybe it was just David that was awkward, but it was, it was so uncomfortable and... They were both awkward. It lasted way too long. It, oh my god, it went on way too long. Oh, I forgot another iconic uh, quote by Josh slash Corey was... You know tequila's a superfood, right? Uh, when when he steals he that bottle. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, he takes a he takes a bottle with him. Yep. Obviously, I guess tequila. So yeah, he David full on wanted to leave Corey high and dry, and he was trying to see all these alternate alternatives to going. He you know what Veronica said, take some cash or walk or find someone else to take you, whatever, whatever. And finally, he agrees to take Corey home on the way. So Corey gets in the car, and yep. And then he borrows David's phone. Or he borrows his phone for something and then right after is like, oh, your phone died, by the way. So now we know that not only does Corey not have a phone, Mm -hmm. but David's phone is also dead. So it's only up to Emily to have a phone now. 
the beginning of the drive, like, Josh is, or Corey is just roasting Jerry the whole time still and, like, making fun of him being an alcoholic and drinking cough syrup. <laughs> that was, that was actually pretty funny because we didn't even know Jerry, but yeah, yeah he was right. clowning on him the whole time. So, like, we honestly, like, at this point thought that he, Jerry was gonna, like, be relevant at some other point in the movie, but I think that's, like, the second to last time we ever hear about Jerry? I think so. But, you know, I, I think the reason why we found that part so bearable was because the other conversation between David and Emily was still awkward and he thought that it would be really, really quirky to put on the hat that he found because he was like, oh, I know this wasn't your hat. I stole this so I could talk to you or whatever. And they're just, oh my God. It's... And then Emily's like, Emily's like, haha, go find the person whose hat you stole. Yeah, it was not. It was so awkward. We're, we're there for Corey and I guess Jerry. Yep. Corey had some iconic quotes though, like like the whole time. Oh, I said Corey. I meant Josh. Oh yeah, it's okay. I've been switching yeah. back and forth. Corey and Josh are the yeah. same person. I, that might be confusing. I'm sorry, but we wrote both because it was really hard to just write Josh. Um. So oh yeah. So they're driving, and Josh keeps complaining. Oh, I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. And oh wait, we we missed a really good quote. Remember when they were all drinking and he's talking about one of the guys not being macho enough and he's like, I can see your vagina, ha ha ha. Like, oh, no, oh my I god, that's, that, yeah, he said that, he's like, oh, I, I can see your badge or something. How, how funny. Oh my god, so you know, funny. Because women, am I right? Women are weak. Oh, that's gross. Anyway, continue about him being hungry. <laughs> so he was like, oh, I'm so hungry, which, relatable. Um, <laughs> and so then he kept bringing it up until someone said something and he's like, okay, what about us getting food? And then they're like, it's 2 a.m., we can't get food anywhere. And uh, they're like, it's 2 a.m. And he's like, what am I, a gremlin? And then eventually he, like, is trying to convince them to go stop for food. And he's like, I need to eat because I have low blood sugar. I'm dyslexic. And I feel like these third wheel shenanigans would be a lot easier if I had food in my stomach. But another thing is, I kind of felt like Josh was a little into Jerry, you know? I I know, right? Like, Josh was too fixated on Jerry. It's always the bully, you know, that bullies the person that they secretly like. So I was thinking, I mean... We know that's your favorite fanfic trope. I'm just kidding. No, you're not. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so they um, stop and um, they stop at an ATM because Josh, they were talking about some stand or oh, something. Oh, yeah, the pizza place yeah. that they were going to go to only to cash. Yeah, so they stopped at an ATM. And it was, like, Josh was complaining it wasn't, like, a drive-up ATM and that he had to, like, mm-hmm. get out and go in. And uh, just to give you a bit of a picture, it was a pretty small rectangular glass building with ATMs on the back side and then the door on the front. And that's pretty much all that was in there for the most part. So, um, I mean, I wouldn't say it was more than what, like eight or nine feet wide or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't. It only had like the two ATMs in that little space in the middle for like the papers and stuff. So it was a small area. Three people could comfortably fit, but it it was not where they could run around or anything like that. It's literally just a box or a rectangle. So Josh goes to the ATM and meanwhile, David and Emily are still in the car and David's like talking about every single type of pizza being good because he's just listing them off awkwardly. Because pizza's quirky. You did not know that? Pizza's so quirky. Pizza and tacos, am I right? And mustaches. Oh oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) 2009? Right? Oh god. And Emily's like, I thought I was the nervous one. He, he, he. And then she's like, you're cute. And then starts, like, commenting on the fact that David David has, like, a little guardian angel thing in his car. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then Josh from the ATM calls for David. They leave Emily alone in the car. And Emily, she can't stand to be alone in the car. So she gets out, takes David's car keys, and then she realizes, oh, that doesn't lock or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't make, like, a sound when she tries to lock it. So she pockets the keys and then goes to the ATM as well. And then there's the three of them in there. Yep, and she left all of her stuff in the car. Yeah, of course, naturally. Um, Yeah, so they're all in the glass ATM booth, which is, like, glass on all sides except the back. Um, And they show that there's, like, a security camera in there and stuff. Well, Veronica made a good point when we were watching. David and Emily have no previous relationship. There's no connections to them besides, you know, idle talk at work. So if he had risked his life for her, that would be the dumbest thing ever because they really, it's it's not that deep, dude. Are you going to risk your life or your friend's life for this girl that you don't know, really? Yep. And this does become relevant later mm-hmm. when, you know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When yep. David has to make a choice. Yeah. <laughs> also, Emily and David are the antagonists for us. So it's. Yeah. Not, it's honestly, not... they like made everything worse. Yeah. It's, it's not the real bad guy. It's them. Yeah. And so, like, the, um, a wild man appears outside. Exactly. And he just, like, stands there and is staring at them through the ATM booth. He's wearing, a, like, a hooded jacket that has a f- furry hood. Yeah. It's like a fur yeah. trim. And I think he's wearing a face mask. Yes. He's yeah. Wearing he is wearing a. Yeah. a 
face cover. Yeah, it comes up. Yeah, I think it's like a ski one or something. Oh, it like the face shield eyes. Yeah. yeah. And then Josh was like, oh, why are you guys freaking out? He's just waiting for the ATM. Then Emily's like, oh my god, he doesn't have a car. Maybe he just walked here. That People can't walk here. That means he must be evil. And David's like, oh my god, he's gonna rob us. And it's 1am. Um, Yeah, and it's like 1am. There's there's a part where they're talking about what the guy could be. And I think, I think Josh says he doesn't look homeless. And then, or no, David says he doesn't look homeless. And then Emily's like, what makes someone look homeless? And he's like, he's too big to be homeless. I'm so sorry that homeless people can't be fit. I, I didn't yeah, know that right? that was a thing. Like, I didn't know they could have body types other than, yeah. I don't know, an ectomorph. I don't I'm know. I'm with Emily, who's like, what, why do you think he can't be homeless? Exactly. Like, you're just gonna assume. <laughs> One time we're with Emily. Oh, yeah. Josh, unfortunately, drops the R slur. Mm-hmm. Not cool. That was definitely a minus a thousand points. Yeah. Uh, he's and like, he only had, like, a hundred to start off. He's like, are you R-word? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and he tries to go out, and then something spooky happens when he opens mm-hmm. the door, so then they, like, close it and, like, get back in the ATM and then just stand there and stare back at the guy for some reason. And then this goes on for way too long. Until eventually this guy walking his dog, because they still don't know if this guy's bad or anything, but yeah, a so guy- they're just staring at him yeah, the whole time. it's so uncomfortable. But, but Josh's card, when he tries to use the ATM, didn't work, so then he had to get David to come back mm. and swipe his card for him so yeah. he could get cash out. And there is this guy who starts walking his dog, of course, outside at 1am near this random ATM in the middle of nowhere. He's yep. walking his dog, and like I said, they still don't know if this dude's bad or not, the one that's staring at them, until, of course, the guy walking his dog sees the interaction and mm-hmm. is like, yo, you guys good? And then he gets clobbered over the head with the crowbar i think from david's trunk of his car i believe i don't think he took the crowbar yet what was it then i think he just which is a weapon i think he knocked him to the ground and smacked his hand into the or head into the concrete repeatedly oh, if i fun. remember correctly sounds comfortable because i wrote that um a fluffy coat man just walks over and smashes the guy's head into the concrete for no reason sorry if i don't have as many details as veronica i we were watching on my ipad so i had to write it on three pieces of printer paper and there was not enough space and i wrote this all the notes on my ipad so i have like on like the notability apps i have like 33 pages of notes so i have like very detailed stuff about what happened (laughs) couldn't be me at the end it's very vague but continue yep but then all of them are freaking out because this guy's head got smashed into the concrete concrete over and over again the dog does not die by the way no the dog doesn't die the dog runs away mm-hmm. well I, the dog barks out about it and then runs away i almost paused and looked it up on does the dog die because i had to look up to skip i, know, I was fun. so worried when the dog was barking that he was gonna kill the dog Thank god the dog's fine that's all that matters oh and the people in the atm booth our trio of idiots were like oh my god none of us have phones with us what are we gonna do we can't call the police and also for some reason while the guy who's just been staring at them is distracted and is murdering someone they just stand mm-hmm. there and watch that's none of them are like let's use this opportunity to walk out of the atm booth run past them to the car or away from there and then call the police that's the thing and also it's three against one if he's clobbering some dude you guys can run and they have the keys they could get in the car they could drive the car but later on no he pulls the wires out of the car so then they're screwed because they freaking mess themselves up by talking about their plan right in front of the dude oh yeah he can hear through the back when he goes to the back of the atm he can hear them so yeah through the vent yeah and okay so then they're like just watching and they're like oh my god where's the atm panic button let's press that like just get out of there and run like go get the phone out of the car and drive away and call the police it made no sense oh and also they're putting in the pin number backwards and everything in an attempt to get the police but uh then i think josh is like that's not real yeah josh is like that's not real and then it eats david's card (laughs) it's not like he needed it okay so then that's when the dog runs away yeah um (laughs) i was like maybe the dog will get the police (laughs) Uh, nobody, they're like, oh, nobody's checked that, the guy's body. We have to check his body and see if he has a weapon. And they're like, that's so stupid. Like, let's just get out of here. And then, of course, they're just lingering around. And Fluffy Coat Guy is already done murdering this guy at this point. Stands up and watches them again. And they get the car keys out of their pocket while this guy's watching them. Because it's glass glass everywhere. So, like, Emily grabs the keys and is, like, holding them. And they're like, oh, my God, okay, we'll make a run for it in a second. And obviously this guy this guy is looking at them through the glass because they took so long to decide to do this that the guy's already done. And they're just like staring at him and he's staring back. They take the keys out and the guy's like, oh, you're going to try to use the car? So then he just walks over to the car, opens it because it didn't lock because the locking thing didn't work on David's keys and then just rips out the wires so they can't take the car anywhere. 
and then he takes the toolbox that David conveniently had in his car that had a crowbar in it. I'm yep. sorry, I don't keep crowbars in my cars, but... He had, like, a tire iron in there, yeah, too. Yeah, what's up? Uh, the tire iron I can understand more than yeah. the crowbar. What are you gonna do? Yeah, so, of course, the car was unlocked. You know, thank God that this guy can go into the trunk and get mm-hmm. more weapons. Love that. Like, the tire iron. Uh, and then he goes around to the back of the ATM and starts banging on it, and... Like, obviously, the guy's right on the mm-hmm. other side of the wall. They know he's there because he's banging on the, the door. And they're like, where's your phone? Oh, it's in my purse on the passenger seat of the car underneath my jacket. And talk about the exact location of it and the plan about how they're going to go get the phone while he's right there and can hear everything. And also, it's negative six degrees outside, so they're obviously cold. But still, I feel like they could have taken their jackets that they're all wearing and covered the windows at least so he couldn't see them. I don't know. Maybe that's not a good idea, but at least for some privacy, you could cover up one of the parts yeah. where he couldn't see and then you could well, you know, figure stuff point, out. Well, at this point, the vent was still working, so yeah. they were still able to get heat through the yeah. vent, so they didn't need their jackets. They could have yeah, totally exactly. done that. Exactly. Then they could have been out way before they exactly. didn't have the heat. Or, yeah, the heat. So then they decide that they're going to trigger the fire alarm. Then they cut to the security camera footage to remind us there's a security camera. Mm -hmm. And then you see there are police. There's a police car in the distance. um, And they start banging on the windows trying to call for the police officer who's like, I don't know, like a mile or two away. (laughs) And obviously can't see them banging on the ATM booth walls from that distance because all they could see were like the colors on the top of the car. But also they really think that from so far away if they also they, when they were trying to intimidate this guy they were just banging on the the glass of the atm like that would be able to do something i don't know how that would intimidate him but right. they really thought they did something there and then emily is the whole time she's just saying what do i what do we do what do we do try to oh, figure or like i'm so cold I, yeah we don't we don't really care to be honest with you i mean this is a life or death situation so exactly like off. i think there are more important things going on than you know you being cold like some dude just freaking got murdered <laughs> exactly uh, oh and then david's like oh uh, josh how much or sorry Corey, how much money do you have in your bank account we can bribe this guy and then uh emily doesn't have any money so she just takes the earrings out of her ears which kind of gross um for some reason and just is like here you go um and then josh didn't have any money so they like put a watch 500 dollars from david's bank account and like the earrings in like an envelope and uh this man standing there really wants a pair of earrings 500 dollars what's 500 dollars gonna do and a watch of some unknown brand exactly (laughs) this is a businessman we don't know how successful he is like and also it was in papers or an envelope or something that was inside the atm yeah it was like the 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 atm slips Mm -hmm. so he took it he ended up taking it but we don't yeah then he threw it in the back of the trunk yeah because it was pointless to him because he didn't go there for money obviously yeah um oh and then this is the point where emily like looks at josh Corey and is like wait a minute you have to have a working card to get past the security thing for the atm booth how but you said that your card didn't work in the atm so how did you get in um and they're like oh my god let's be suspicious of him for like five seconds and then they find out that the lock was actually busted the whole time and this guy could have come in this entire time because it wasn't actually locked meanwhile the guy is still breaking in through the back of the building and can hear everything they've said of course like we thought um and so david at this point is like oh let me go get the phone and then he grabs the envelope, and he so he leaves the ATM booth. Josh and Emily just watch him through the side. Or sorry, they just watch him. They watch him go to the car. They know the guys on the other side of the ATM booth. There are glass windows surrounding them, and not one of them thinks, "Hmm, let me watch through the side windows to see if this guy starts going after David, so we can warn him." And instead, they just watch David the whole time, and then the guy you know starts coming out and blindsides him shocker because nobody was paying attention david then tries to like bribe him and he's like oh i haven't even seen your face um here take this stuff and then just like drops the stuff on the ground and like bolts to his car and then like freaking mike myers over here follows him like at a leisurely pace which gives him just enough time to he really thinks that he can start the car like the dude didn't go in the driver's seat and do something but he tries and he can't obviously so he goes for emily's purse yep and he pulls out her phone and as he's running he they have no service but as he's running i think he drops the phone yep he drops it and it just says on the screen no contacts she just has no contacts in her phone i 
nobody. What? Not no, no one. Does not even her boss. Nothing. Just no, no nothing. One. Just no, no, not one person. <laughs> which is which was not a good call for them because then that made us suspicious of her. Like, how would she happen to be there and have no contacts? On exactly. Her phone? And it's like. Of course the guy walked, like, slowly enough mm-hmm. that there was just enough mm-hmm. time for him to try to start the car, find out that the wires were ripped out, and check her purse, get the phone out, look at it, and then the guy caught up. So not enough time to just dial 911. I don't understand why in a lot of horror movies... Okay, for the record, this was considered a horror movie, but I don't really think... I don't it, think so. It wasn't scary, obviously, but I feel like in a lot of horror movies, the killers just walk. Right, why do they just walk? You could easily kill everyone if you ran. I mean, I yeah. hate running, but I mean, if I, if someone, uh, would I run if the killer was chasing me? I really don't know. I have no regard for my life, but anyway. I just don't get why these people walk. I know. Like, the killers are just like, oh, I'll catch up to you. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. But somehow the guy who's frantically walking over there can be outrun by the, well, outwalked by the killer, yeah, you know right? what I mean? Like, why didn't he just grab the phone and then run back to the thing? Like, he, he sits there and tries to dial the phone when he just ran away from the killer. Like, obviously this dude's gonna come after you. Okay, so, yeah, he gets back, and I think the dude knocks him down or hurt. He doesn't get yeah, that injured, he but... he gets, like, kind of winded or yeah. something. And then he, like, goes back in and, and then they close like, the door. And he's like, oh my god, guys, he cut the wires to the car. Like, what do you think he was doing yeah. in the car earlier when he just, like, walked in there? Do you think he was just, like, rifling through your stuff? Yeah, he's trying to see if he had any snacks, probably. Um, but yeah, then he, the guy goes over, grabs the envelope... And the phone, which is, like, still lit up mm-hmm. from being thrown on the ground. And then puts them in the trunk along with, like, the wallet of the dead guy. And then, like, closes it. Um, and then they are all standing around doing nothing. It's been, I don't know how long, but, yeah. She, Emily gets this grand idea because she doesn't have her purse or anything, but she does have lipstick in her pocket of her, I don't know. Coat, coat Yeah. And she pulls it out and she starts writing help on the window glass obviously so um whoever's walking by can see it but that brought up another thing if she has the lipstick i would probably like smear it on some of the walls so you can or some of the windows so you can like block what's going on you know what i mean so you can't see but no she she just probably puts it on also like i mean i i don't know like this movie came out like what 2009 i think 2009 like the movie came out 2009 i get like people didn't have cell phone like smartphones Mm -hmm. as like commonly yeah they were like bricks <laughs> yeah but like i'm sorry whenever i go somewhere i grip I, I grab my phone and throw it in my pocket before i would grab a tube of lipstick and put that in my pocket mm-hmm. so i was just like I, th- I thought it was funny that she happened to have the lipstick with her but just didn't have her phone it's convenient right yeah the thing is is even if there was no killer or anything i would instinctively grab my phone I, like you said maybe because smartphones weren't as much of a thing they wouldn't yeah. but i would still instinctively grab my phone just in case but same here i don't know like especially if you're like leaving the car unlocked exactly it makes no sense whatever um oh and then josh tries to break through the wall of the atm to see if they can get out through the back <laughs> but um shocker it's an atm booth which isn't supposed to be broken through so it's cement yep um and then this is when emily gets the bright idea to use the panic code where you put the pin mm-hmm. in backwards and then it eats david's card yeah so really nothing's working for them at all I made a, a comment where she's like, where's your card? What's the pin? I was like, scammer queen. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I really thought that she was going to do something. Right? I was like, she's just going to grab the card and bolt. Be like, thanks. <laughs> really funny. Oh, yeah. And after all of that stuff doesn't work, I think, was it Emily that starts being suspicious of of Josh again? Yeah. She was... Uh, uh, David suggests that maybe they did something to him or Emily... No, Emily suggests that maybe they did something to him and that's why he's coming after them. Yep. And... Then she's like, was it the guy that you basically... Or no, and then Josh says, was it the guy that you basically lost half of his 401k or something like yep, that? Three days yeah, three Christmas. days before Yeah, three days, yeah. And so... Yep, I wrote that. Which is <laughs> <laughs> so random. I know, right? Not my 401k. Yeah, so Josh is like, oh, what if it's that guy? And then uh, he's like, what if it's Jerry? <laughs> and that's the last time they mentioned Jerry for the whole movie, FYI. Poor Jerry. Um... Oh, yeah, and then for some reason they look out the window and the guy, the killer, isn't out there. Mm -hmm. So Josh is like, oh, he's not out there. Let's run. And Emily and David are like, don't go out there. We didn't see him leave. And then they're all like, so cold. Let's all hold hands. And then (laughs) kind of of cute little throuple, I think. Right, Vanessa was like, I sense a three-way when that scene happened. Oh, police car appears. Obviously, as you can probably predict what's going to happen to the guy who's Mm -hmm. driving it. Um, It turns out to just be a security guy. And they're like, call the police. 
And he's like, huh? What? And they're like, call the police. There's a killer out there. And he's like, I, I can't hear you. What? And there's like, there is a dead body on the ground in front of him. The ATM booth has help written on it in lipstick. <laughs> and three people are screaming at him to call the police. And he's like, huh? I don't understand. What? Let me get a little closer. And then, you know. Because somehow the killer was able to move from where he was standing in direct light of the ATM to hide behind him? Yeah, he was hiding, like, in the shadows. He did the same thing later. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And this movie, for the record, was had such... It it was progressed so slowly. Oh, it really did. You would think something would happen, but it was just a series of the same thing happening over again, Mm -hmm. over and over again, and then them complaining about being cold, and them just being in distress, and I get that, but also... I feel like if any real person was in that situation, they would, you know, flight or fight. You got to figure it exactly. out. You can't just stay. You're his prey. He wants you there. And there were like three distinct points in the movie too, where it's like the movie should have and could have ended. Yeah. And for some reason, they just kept dragging it on, which they really shouldn't have because of reasons that we will explain later. Yep. Uh, oh yeah. So the security guy, the return of the tire iron as it buries mm-hmm. itself in the back of his skull. Um, Emily cries, and the guys are like, are you okay? And she's like, leave me alone. Both of you, leave me alone. And then starts, like, going nuts. But then all of a, all of a sudden, this guy, you, you know, the one wearing the hood and then the... The, the fluffy the, hood. Yeah, yeah, the fluffy hood barges in, and they immediately start attacking him because they're like, oh my god, dude, let's get him. And they beat him almost to death, and then... Oh, the, the, like it was so pathetic yeah. too it was like oh my God, these was. like really sad <laughs> grunts and like punching sounds as they all like roll over each other it was so anticlimactic and you know the emoji of the person just standing yeah that was emily that was emily <laughs> she's just standing there like she's not crying Interesting. screaming or anything she's just there <laughs> and then um i think david takes the curtain chain and then somehow it's strong enough to strangle the guy and then he dies but somehow they couldn't tell that it wasn't the guy when they had to strangle him because somehow they could, you know, put the chain around yep. the and watch him like die, and yeah. then they're like, "Oh, whoops, wrong guy." Yep. They find his ID and they're like, "Oh my god, he had a wife and kids." And then and he was the janitor. I guess mm-hmm. he was like coming into the booth because that's yeah. where he was going to clean. And Emily suddenly had her energy back and she was pissed. Wait, but the janitor didn't have any cleaning supplies with him or anything. That's. Did they, they he just, like, showed up and, like, barged into the thing. Yeah, the thing is, is he could have walked in casually. You know, he he could have done anything. And, ha- first of all, why was he wearing the same jacket? Also, the the, the freaking windows said help in exactly. big red letters. He was just knows he has to clean it. He doesn't know why yeah. it's there. He's like, that's kind of crazy. He's like, man, I'm not going to wipe that yeah, off. Yeah, god damn it. But where was his stuff? For well, yeah, real. Where was make his a good, stuff? Where, where, um, how did he get there, too? There was no car. Yeah, he just appears out of nowhere, too. Like, no car pulls up or anything. And then they thought the other dude was suspicious for, like, oh, who walks to an ATM? But this This guy's fine. (laughs) Yeah, the janitor appears out of nowhere. No car, no cleaning things or anything. But he happens to be wearing his janitor badge, so you know he's there to work. Um, And then there's, like, this weird quiet moment where all they just kind of stare at each other. And then you get the classic, is he, you know, what do we do? From Emily and Josh is like, let's just leave. And Emily's (laughs) like, we need to call the cops. How? How, Emily? How are you going to call the cops? With your phone? Yeah, With right? David's phone? With Josh's phone? I don't think so. Oh, and that's the point where Josh looks out the window mm-hmm. and then the guy's outside and <laughs> like, oh my god. The only one. Yeah. And then I was like, what did you do? And they're obviously shaken up because they accidentally killed an innocent mm-hmm. man. And she's like, oh my god, I can't believe you guys did this. It's like, I think they know that they did something wrong mm-hmm. because they're in the middle of having a crisis about murdering someone. Did you want to kill him, Emily? Is that what you wanted to do? Would you have protected them? Yep. And then they go through the wallet, pictures of the wife and the kids. Um, Emily and David are like, OMG. And Josh was like, literally, how would we have known that this guy was the janitor? And they're like, we still killed him. And Josh is like, there was no way for us to know that this guy was the janitor. We didn't Mm -hmm. do anything wrong. We thought it was the guy that was trying to kill us. Like, you know, that's just like unfortunate. All valid points. Yeah, I agree. Oh, and the janitor's name was Harold Westbrook. It has nothing to do with anything, but they gave him a name. So I will share that name. But it like, what are the odds that this guy has the same like bizarre Mm -hmm. jacket with like the same fluffy hood, just like the murderer? Like, how would they know that? Exactly. Did he have his face covered too? Yeah, he did. Like, how would they know? Twins. There was no way for them to know. And then Josh, of course, steals the dead guy's jacket because he's cold. Mm-hmm. Then David blames Josh for stopping at the ATM, and then they all start fighting over who killed the guy in the 
like, oh no, who whose fault is it that we're here? And then the real killer appears outside, like, hey. Yeah, and it's t- this point where Josh is like, finally, someone says at three versus one, we can do it. Yup. Like he's like, we're gonna, we gotta get out of here. And then Emily is, oh my gosh, she's, she, he tries to leave, and she's like, please, please don't go. Like that's some for me. Gonna, yeah, for. And for what? Like, he doesn't know you. Yeah. You mean like, nothing to him. David begs him to stay, but, like, yeah. Emily, like, literally, like, they never talked. Mm-hmm. So, Josh goes, and he decides to make a run for it, and Emily, like, David is trying to run after him, and Emily, like, holds on to him and won't let him go. And this is the point that really made us angry, because it's, like, well, she said, like, you can't leave me here. Yeah, she's like, what you can't mean? leave me here. Okay, first of all, that is his best friend mm-hmm. who just ran out there by himself with a serial killer out there. And you're going to hold on to his arm and be like, you can't leave me here in this booth by myself. You're safer in the booth than out there. Exactly. But alas. Yeah, but no, she like begs him to stay, holds on to his arm, won't let him go. Um, And then, of course, you see Josh running and then all of a sudden some- he gets hit by something. Mm-hmm. And then he, he pans to him on the, like, laying on the asphalt, bleeding, and he's still alive. And the guy walks up to him to finish him off, and David's trying to go help him, and Emily won't let him go. And she's like, it's too late. What do you mean it's, it's too late? It's not too late. He had all of that time to go help him. <laughs> the dude is walking. Yeah, the guy's walking. He's not running. Like, David could have run there before this guy leisurely strolled over there, but she grabs his arm and, like, won't let him go. So, like, the reason there wasn't enough time was her fault and then so like david just like eats her across the room (laughs) it's really funny (laughs) and then runs after josh just in time for the dude to stab josh Mm -hmm. in the stomach and david to witness all the happening Mm -hmm. and then this is the point where i was like i hate emily like literally she stopped david from saving his best friend and the only good character in the whole thing died because she was selfish. And they took him from us. What do we do now? We can't rely on Emily. Yeah, there's no comic relief. So David is still, wa- he still wants to go get um, Josh's body. And Emily is saying, oh, it's too late. You can't go do that. He can still go get the body. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> so he did. Bring him back yeah. in. That's the least he could do. So he doesn't watch this dude obliterate the body too. Yeah. So then she gets up like, like awkwardly and like mm-hmm. sits next to him. And he's, like, having a crisis because he just watched his best friend die. And she's just like, oops, saw we. <laughs> Honestly, that's what she, she, she just. And, and then she's like, it's not your fault. No, it's your fault. No, it actually, you know, it actually is. Yeah. Emily. He would have had enough time to at least, like, get the guy mm-hmm. off of him. Three against one. If the man is, you know, over Josh and he's not, it doesn't have the knife out yet, you could push him aside and then get away. Exactly. He's going to walk while you run so i think you're fine but exactly. wherever those people are coming from anyway there's yeah. clearly something if these people are you know yeah where are they coming from <laughs> no. they're not bringing their cars no, they can go somewhere also when the killer goes to the back door um at this point he drops a hammer i don't know if that if he like threw that to hit josh before because they haven't really like been clear about what he's been using to kill anyone except for like the knife in josh and then the tire iron with the other guy this is the point where he tells her because of course when they're in distress after josh dying they have to have a little you know a cute little chat and this is when he tells her that it it wasn't he knew it wasn't her hat and then he did it because he wanted to talk to her and because he liked her yep and he's like i shouldn't have offered to drive you home it's my fault and emily's like it's all our faults and they're acting like super defeatist and then um He's like, pick me, choose yeah, me, yep. and Emily's me. like, well, the police aren't going to do anything, and the alarms aren't going to work, and your guardian angel's stupid and doesn't work, so how are we going to get out of here? Meanwhile, the guy is behind the building. He has a hose, and they pan to a sign showing it's negative six degrees outside as he brings the hose up to the vent. And it was kind of weird because when she's talking, she's saying that all the events in her life were... It, this happened because it was meant to so all the events in her life led to that very moment which i thought was kind of weird that was weird she was like yeah everything brought me here tonight with you that's so weird i don't know if that was a pickup line but it sucked yep and then there was like a really slow build to a kiss like awkwardly slow Mm -hmm. like it took like a full 30 seconds of them just leaning in towards each other before the killer cock blocks them at the back door (laughs) um by like slamming on it or something Oh, and then her hair just randomly appears in a ponytail. Oh, yeah. Just a little. Suddenly. <laughs> oh, and by the way, he's at the back door, mm-hmm. slamming against the back door. Mm-hmm. The front door is clear. 
There is no lock on the front door. No one's standing out there waiting for them. And they just stare at him at the back door while the front door is clear and they could just run. They could get out of there. And then that's the point where David looks and sees that Josh is still alive. And David's like quietly being like, oh my God, Josh is still alive. Let's go get him. And Emily's like, oh my God, Josh is still alive. Well, this dude's at the back door. Um, so she's so smart. She's the best. Yep. So obviously they're like, let's go outside, get him and bring him back into the ATM booth. And the killer obviously hears this and runs to like try to stop them. And then he slips. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, okay. Never mind. They trap themselves again in the ATM booth. Let me go grab the yeah, car. We good. And so he drives the car up to the front doors of the ATM booth to block them from being able to exit. And somehow none of them notice None of them notice the car starting, the car being driven up to the thing, even though they're surrounded by glass. And also, when they put Josh down, they, obviously, there's a knife sticking out of his chest, and they're like, oh my god, do we pull it out? Do we pull it out? And then they were trying, so he, you know, he puts his hands on it and tries to pull it. I feel like everyone knows that's the dumbest thing you could possibly yeah, do. Yeah, you should never pull the knife out. Yeah, what are you, are you kidding me? What if that's stopping them from bleeding out? Oh, he, he would. I mean... <sighs> and I, I think I heard, like that it actually can do more damage if they take yeah. it out because they don't, like, you might be, like... Exactly. Because you're not doing it like a doctor exactly. where they're being careful not to, like, slice anything else. Oh, no, Dr. Doctor David knows everything. <laughs> Dr. David does know everything. Okay. Uh, oh, and then, of course, now water comes rushing in through the vents. Um, and so they're like, oh, let's lay the guy, li- the dying guy down horizontally on the ground on the cold in the cold ass water <laughs> as it's rushing in through the vents and then they're like oh let's put him on the shelf oh my god um so <laughs> like trying to keep him out of the water so they're trying to lift him up on a shelf and emily's like i can't i can't do it and drops him like he doesn't have a knife sticking out of his torso and she drops him like twice i just felt <laughs> bad for poor josh while they're like fumbling with this poor dying man and dropping him on the ground i know and to be honest if you were in that situation you'd have so much adrenaline that you and someone else could lift him or david could even lift him himself exactly. you know it, well that's the thing like i emily didn't really look like that tall or that mm-hmm. like like strong but even if vanessa and i tried to lift an adult man we could do it together yeah, exactly like i have a bad back and i'm sure there would be a way for us to be able to somehow lift a man together if we really needed to especially when their life is at risk exactly and she's just like oops i can't and drops him when he has a knife sticking out of him and he like was just clobbered in the head he just like grunts when he goes to the ground naturally yeah and then emily's like oh my god he's trying to drown us no no way oh my god she's trying to drown you water is coming in through the vents and he locked the front door and he's trying to drown you at least you know it's crazy that it's airtight too the the whole thing there's no 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 leaks or anything it's perfect uh, and then David's like, no, he's trying to freeze us. And then they realize that the janitor's jacket has a lighter in it. So then they're like, oh, let's hold it up to the sprinkler and add more water. They also mentioned earlier on when when Josh, I think it was either Josh or I almost said Drake, jo- Josh or David, <laughs> they're talking about the windows. And I think one of them says, oh, aren't they bulletproof? And then the other one's like, no, they're not. So also they could have broken, know, broken one of the windows yep. that you could easily get out of. Yep. Oh, and then at one point earlier, someone was like, does that guy have a gun to, like, about the killer? And they're like, at least Emily says that, I think. And then they're like, I don't know. What would lead you to believe that man has a gun? And I don't think they ever indicated that he had a gun on him at any no. point. Emily was doing so many dumb things. We At this point, we genuinely thought she was in on it. Oh, yeah, we did. I re- We really did. And, like, David's trying to, like, hold this lighter up to the sprinkler. Meanwhile, <laughs> Corey's drowning. Sorry, Josh is just drowning. And then the killer goes up to the trunk of david's car and takes out a lawn chair that was out there and just sets it down in front of the atm booth and just sits there and starts watching it was the best part it was so funny oh and Corey's still drowning yeah and then they realize that the cigarette obviously that's not a strong enough flame to set off the sprinklers yeah so was it emily and david both get the idea to yeah. take one of the trash cans and fill it with slips from the atm then light those on fire and then take the garbage can and put it up to the sprinklers yeah, but, okay, so, first of all, there are, they a all have jackets can. that they've taken mm-hmm. off, and he's like, let's hold a metal trash can full of fire with my bare hands, and then, like, he's trying to hold it up, he's like, oh my god, it's too hot, I can't touch it anymore. But the, the thing is, is, first of all, his hands were fine, and when Emily was holding it, and when he was holding it earlier, they were just like, ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> he's, like, holding this yeah, right? metal 
trash can with flames shooting out of it with his bare hands. Like, just grab one of the jackets you guys exactly. threw onto the ground earlier and hold it with that. And then the best yep. part's coming up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> this gets so weird. Oh, okay. So, Emily's like, oh my god, Corey is floating around and unresponsive. What do I do? So now they're like, okay. David's like, let me, Emily, sit on my, or one of them suggests that Emily sit on David's shoulders to try to touch the the sprinkler with the fire. Which is what we thought they should have done earlier. Which is what we thought they should have done earlier. So let's add more water while we drown. Um, so they're, <laughs> she holds the trash can up to it and the alarm starts going off. And <laughs> do you want to do it? And David he slips and drops Emily and she smashes her head on the glass shelf of the ATM and dies instantly. She like, she like gets projected out of like, like he just slips and like he drops. We were so shocked. We were like, what the hell? Our jaws just dropped. It was so funny that she just literally <laughs> ate it. <laughs> I know. I like my notes literally say David drops Emily and she smashes her effing head on the glass and effing dies. I wrote slips and Emily eats it. Emily do we got a dead dog. <laughs> like we were both like, what the hell? Like she just spontaneously like dies. It, for no reason. And then, you know, his best friend is floating around, you know, all dead <laughs> yeah. and stuff, but he has to go cradle Emily's body and he's like, no. I can't believe like, it. Right? He's like, he's like about to like kiss her body yeah. a few times. And I'm like, dude. And his best friend's body is just floating. They're like, yeah. Hey. Oh, and then suddenly <laughs> a car just smashes through the ATM booth and kills Corey yep. if he wasn't already dead. Um, <laughs> which is funny because the car smashed through the ATM booth, which stopped the alarm from the sprinklers. And Vanessa was like, I hope Josh is okay. And then they panned to him, <laughs> pinned against the like wall by the car. He wasn't okay. Then David's still like stroking Emily's hair and like crying, and the music's getting like really sad. And the dude's just still sitting there watching the other dead well, the other dead bodies in the car passenger seat, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There was someone in the passenger seat, but I think it was one of the bodies. I think the security guy. I think it was his body. I think it was the guy with the dog. Either or. I don't the know which one. The security guy was. Okay, so the guy with the dog's body was in the car. Yeah, it, like I said. It was like in the passenger seat, I think. I don't know. It looked like someone was driving it, but then it was a body. Um, and so basically, so he drew drove the cop car into the car that was blocking the doors to smash through it. Um, so then David decides he's going to make himself a little DIY project. Yeah, he's like, oh, the you know security guard car is here. I might as well take advantage of this. And he takes, of course, the tequila that Josh had, mm-hmm. and he takes the lighter and he I think he rips off a piece of his shirt. Yeah, and he obviously he stuffs it inside of the. He stuffs the a fabric inside of the whisk, the whiskey, tequila, tequila yeah. and he lights it, and then he throws it at the guy sitting in the chair, and then and then he, they like he's like, oh my god, that guy's not moving, and then they pan to the back, and it's the security guard's body that was in the chair, and the guy's just watching in the distance, Beautiful. and then Politic. I don't know, something like explodes in like David's face and like blinds him for a second. I think it was like pepper spray or something. Yeah, I couldn't tell what it was either. Yeah, but he's like blinded for a second and then the of course, at this point the police show up. Yep, and they arrest David and he's like, "Oh my god, he's right there. He's right there. The guy's a killer. He's right there." And um, you know, the cops are ignoring him and still arresting him and the du- the the killer meanwhile is laying on the ground pretending to be one of the dead mm-hmm. bodies. Um, and so then they arrest David, throw him into the cop car. Of course. Mm-hmm. So then they pan to um, a storage unit that the guy's going to, and then they show the interrogation between David yeah. and the cops. Oh, and while David was being arrested, the guy blended in with the yeah. crowd of people who were watching, and I think, like, the janitor's family was there, too, for yes. some reason. <laughs> yeah, but they somehow knew immediately. Yeah, they were like, oh my god, how did this happen? Oh, and it showed, like, a ton of other guys wearing the same jacket, because yeah. it, apparently it's popular, but then they're interviewing David, and David's saying that he didn't do it but the security footage footage was manipulated so it was just the parts where he was doing stuff like punching the guy he was uh trying to take the knife out of josh so his fingerprints were on it yep and yeah make david look like he did everything because they had him and josh fighting Mm because they had like a fight and we're rolling around on the ground earlier then them fighting the guy before they killed him and then the one with Emily. Yep. <laughs> then David killing them. Then Emily being yeeted uh, or thrown into the wall. Then them trying to help Josh with the knife. But of course, then it looks like he's actually stabbing him. 
And then the camera fails after David started smashing the ATM with a fire extinguisher, so it didn't show Emily accidentally dying. And then, like, the guys in the crowd was in the crowd holding, like, that guardian angel mm-hmm. that was in David's car. Oh, yeah. And then they panned to the storage units. Mm-hmm. And I think he has a setup in there, um, and it has pictures of and newspaper clippings and stuff like there's that. There's, like, a but, hidden door. Yeah, and there's a hidden door inside of the storage unit. Yeah. And at this point... We see his computer, I think, and everything, and it's kind of surprising. We thought it was surprising that you don't see anything about David. There's nothing about David, Emily, or Josh anywhere, so we were like, why did he target them? Yeah, and, like, they, the, the thing is, they never show the guy's face or anything, so it's just, like, I guess it's implied that this is just, like, some dude who did that, um, and, like, you can see that he has, like, blueprints from, like, the, in- the intro, like, those architectural blueprints, like, those were his, and they show, like, the camera ranges of, like, all the areas, like, around the ATM and, like, the parking lots and where all the alarms are located and stuff. Um, and then they, like, kind of pan to, like, trophies he takes from the crimes, and mm-hmm. then he, like, finishes a file and puts it away. And, so. and you mentioned that also, because I, I asked her when we were watching, why would he somehow have the blueprints of that exact ATM and know that was going to happen? But Veronica made a good point that he had other blueprints of atms too so it could have been um that he planned it out well that's what i think is like maybe he like was keeping an eye on like a few different atms or something and then like when somebody showed up like or he caught them like on one of the sorry if you hear that yeah sorry (laughs) the delivery driver outside but um yeah the the blueprints and everything like he since he had them for a bunch of different atms it probably made sense that he was just like keeping an eye on a few atms and when people showed up at like an opportune time then he would like Mm -hmm. show up um Because he has, like, information about the nearby buildings and, like, all their cameras and stuff. So it's obvious, like, he was, like, scouting these places and didn't really care who it was. Um, And I guess he takes the guardian angel and puts it with all, like, the trophies Mm -hmm. that he took from the different crimes. And he, like, puts a file away. So I think he, like, files away, like, the blueprints and everything. I think so. After he hits an ATM. Yeah. And I think this is the part where it's the end? Yeah, the credits roll, I think. the, The frustrating thing is that you never find out who he is and i don't like how they made david you know the the quote-unquote bad guy but we never find out who the guy is and the fact that he had no connection with them i think is a little frustrating in my opinion because i know that that can happen in real life you you know random attacks but this is a movie and i feel like it would have made it more i guess it would make more sense if they put someone that did something or you know it was jerry or the guy who he messed up his 401k but I don't know. Well, it really bothers me that there's, like, this trope where people who make horror movies, like, decide to give it, like, surprise, unsatisfying, bad endings because they're like, oh, it's the horror genre. Not, like, not everything has a happy ending. But everyone does this stupid twist mm-hmm. surprise ending, it, like, surprise bad ending thing now. So it's not even, like, fun for me anymore to watch, like, these kinds of horror movies yeah. with this twist ending because it's just, like annoying unsatisfying and honestly like disrespectful to like the people who like sat through the whole movie like hoping that we'd at least get some closure i get this is a thing like to have like you know killers who like don't care who their victims are and will just kill them but like give us something like let us see his face or get informa- more information about why he's doing this like give us something but they could have also if a, a lot of horror a lot of horror movies as we all know have bad endings of course and like veronica mentioned they want to put an element of surprise but at the same time i think a bad enough ending would have been the fact that josh and emily were dead and he exactly. had nothing to like live for basically no. exactly because apparently emily was his whole life but you know what i mean oh yeah yeah <laughs> well that's the thing it's like with a lot of like horror movies like they already get to like the point where it's a bad ending mm-hmm. for like the person who already had to watch everyone die exactly but then they take it and they like twist let's make everything worse and it's like not really a twist it's just kind of annoying I feel like, like everyone just does it with, for no reason. It doesn't fit the plot or anything. Exactly. And that's, like you said, horror movies are, nowadays, are basically all that. And that's why it's really hard to find decent horror movies. Even though it's my favorite genre, I still have, I struggle to find those. And that's why I just watch the classics over and over again. Because yeah. the new ones are trash. Well, not all of them, but you know. Exactly. And the killer was, like, so bland. Like, he was just, like boring cookie cutter like mike myers type Mm -hmm. of like silent killer who has seemingly no motivation for doing any of this but somehow manages to never get caught kills everybody including like a police officer or security officer whatever and never has to even like speed walk to get there like he just strolls over and somehow can get there in time and if they really wanted to do something like mike myers and i think that that's what they were trying to do yeah they could have put music when he showed up they could have put that he just like randomly shows up you know it's it's it just like, it, give us a like something. exactly 
Yeah, like, because even if you get, like, a character with, like, no background info, can you, like, give us something? Mm-hmm. Like, even if he's a stranger, Crumb. like, give us something. Exactly, like, please. Because even Mike Myers, they, he has some substance exactly. to him. There's a background to him. There's a reason, like, why he's like this. But this guy is just, like, you never even see this guy's face. Like, you don't know anything about him. Like, you have no reason to, like, care that he got away with it or anything mm-hmm. like that. It also didn't really give us a reason to care about any of the characters. No, I didn't care about any. It was just so frustrating. I actually made a list of all of the tropes that I saw in the movie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's yeah. so many. Um, so, here are all the tropes that I noticed in the movie. Um, the mean best friend who uses the main character and is a dick but is funny. Um, and he dies first. Then there's the awkward main guy who isn't ugly but somehow can't talk to women. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then there's the love interest who has no real personality and only serves the purpose of being a character device for the main character and dies when she isn't useful to the plot anymore or to develop the main dude's story or character a little bit more. Because there was zero background for all of them. Yep, exactly. And that was also the shock factor death. Uh, Then a silent killer doing this for no reason and never runs. Uh, surprise bad ending. The main guy gets pinned for the deaths. Mm-hmm. They sad have face. Yep, <laughs> yep, sad face. Uh, they have way too much intro for n- none of it to be relevant. It, didn't it take almost 17 minutes for the ATM to even be part of the movie? Exactly. Like, we didn't need all that background information for the characters because none of it became relevant. Exactly. Like, Jerry, the day at work, yeah. like, that only got brought up once. Exactly. Um, Like, the, oh, yeah, oh, no, I hate my job. Also, it's Christmas for some reason trope bad day at work sad phase um oh but i get to talk to the girl i like better take this chance uh girls being more important than your best friend uh we got him fake out multiple times when they thought they got the killer but it turned out to not be him omg we can't see him somehow so now's definitely the time to run um and then someone stops someone else from saving a guy but he gets free just in time to see his best friend die of course. I mean, yep. perfect timing. It's just a coincidence. Yep. You don't know. What those are, are all about? the tropes I noticed. I mean, there, I'm sure there are more, but those are the ones I wrote down. So, needless to say, this is much like him being a cookie-cutter killer. It's also a cookie-cutter movie. Yep. And, um... It's just so frustrating. Exactly. Like, I'm even frustrated talking about exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, if you really want to see a cool killer that's similar, you know, you got Mike Myers. You don't need to watch this if you don't want to. Yep. Um, what would you rate it at a 10? It's kind of hard to rate it, but... Well, I'm going to give my final thoughts and then I'll, oh, okay. sh- I'll yeah, rate sure. it. So, I would say my final thoughts are that David sucks, mm-hmm. Emily sucks, mm-hmm. Josh also sucks but didn't mm-hmm. deserve to yeah. die, and then uh, that he's alive fake out to just kill Josh again was so stupid and I think disrespectful to people who were watching the movie, because, mm-hmm. like, they did the thing where he's like, oh my god, he's alive, like, twice, and mm-hmm. then he ended up dying anyway. Um, and then they're like, oh, it's horror, so you should just expect, like, a bad ending, Um no, I'd, I'd like decent writing. Yeah. So, <laughs> please. I would give this movie, I don't know, I'd say like a 3.5 yeah. out of 10. I, I wanted to give it a 4 for Josh Peck alone. <laughs> but um, I, the writing, I, unfortunately, I wasn't a fan. So I'm going to give it a 3.5. Um, final thoughts for me. Um, I really had no emotional attachment to any of them. The mm-hmm. movie was too slow. Mm-hmm. I need constant entertainment. That's probably just on me. But <laughs> I get um, it, right? <laughs> but uh, so... And the same thing happening over and over again is pretty exhausting. Yes. It's, and we didn't even get at the end, like, what our time was wasted because we didn't get anything decent at the end. And there was no closure. Exactly. And I did think that the shocking death of Emily, was. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, me too. I also was probably enjoyed it because I hated her and I hated, <laughs> I, you know, I hated Which, them all. Nothing against the actors. Yeah, it's no. all no. the writing. And Josh is very phobic of many things so i can't say i like him either yeah and david ew so. i agree i just i don't think he deserved to die because his death was like all other people's mm-hmm. faults exactly he was the good friend but also yeah. the douche yeah well they made him the douchebag but unfortunately he became like the only decently written character because he actually had like depth to him mm-hmm. unlike emily and david whose only character trait was i have a crush on the other one um so i guess i would probably give it a four out of ten and that's purely for things that I probably shouldn't have enjoyed, but I did. So yeah. So I guess our general rating would be, I guess, a four out of ten, maybe yeah. three point seven five if you want to add them together. But and the movie again is called ATM, and it was out. It 
came out in 2012. It's an hour and a half, and I just looked up. It was an hour and a half? It, yeah, it felt like 84 it hours. It felt like three hours. I know. Sorry. And apparently on IMDb, it's rated 4.7 out of 10, so we're not too far. Yeah. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes is 12%. Oh my god. <laughs> Showtimes is 1 out of 5. And 70% of Google users liked it, so... It had a budget of $3 million, and it made $1 million. Oh. Oh, yikes. They lost $2 million on this. Oh, I'm so sorry. But, yeah, that was ATM. If you want to watch it, enjoy. Uh, well, you know everything that happens, but enjoy. Yep. I mean, like, and again, this is just our personal mm-hmm. opinions on the movie. Um, you know, we're, we're not saying that, like, the movie is definitively bad. Yeah. It's just that our opinions are that we didn't enjoy it. And whenever we do these kinds of things, like Veronica said, we're not being like super like we're not trying to be mean and critique every single thing it's you know just reviewing a movie and there are plenty of people on the internet that do it as well and it's not that they have any malicious intent it's just that we're reviewing a movie that was put out for us to see so exactly and it's not the studio or the Mm -hmm. writer's fault that like the horror genre has just gotten to this point exactly where we're just getting the same thing over and over again and it's just people are churning out these movies with like the same basic plot and like less than developed characters and then just trying to turn a profit on it and i just wish that you know there weren't so many bad horror movies out there because i'd like to you know actually watch a genre that we love and enjoy it please we're begging you bring another like cool killer cool unique killer that's not like brahms (gasps) oh my god our boy brahms okay maybe not the you know the next film friday Oh, we gotta watch a movie again. Oh my god. Okay, I'm fine with that. Oh, me too. Brahms. Okay, anyway, so next film Friday. Yeah. We will be talking about The Boy. We have great things to say, so. We love that movie. We'll get more into that because we don't want to spoil it, but yeah, we're Brahms stands. Yeah, we are Brahms stands. (laughs) So, yeah, I guess, um, I, we hope you enjoyed, and thanks for listening if anyone listened. Yeah, thank you for listening if you actually listen to this. Sorry if we rambled on. Yeah, we just like talking about the stuff. We were trying to explain it because no one can see it. But yeah, we hope you enjoyed. Anyway, yeah, thanks. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Peace. Thank you. Sorry. Bye. Bye.